What's up, Buffalo Fanatics? Josh Allen here. Just wanted to say uh, go Bills. Ladies and gentlemen, it is your boy back at it again. Welcome to another edition of the Rico Report brought to you by the Buffalo Fanatics. Folks, welcome. My name is Rico. I'm your host. And um, the season is done just like that. The season is over. It has come to a completion. The Bills have finished their season. The record with a seven-game win streak, finishing the season at 13-3. Obviously, we didn't have our one game that uh, was canceled. But nonetheless, nonetheless, we came out and finished strong. And that's what you want. That is what you want when you're uh, your NFL team that's, that's destined to, you know, maybe win some big games this year, and and that we did. And uh, what I love about podcasting, vidcasting, um, especially after a game where raw emotions, you know, what I'm saying, and and you're at the you're at the I guess you're at the your highest of emotions when talking about the game. Sometimes you can miss a few things. And that's why these follow-up shows are great because now you can kind of recap and and things kind of come out, and uh, gives you a little bit a better a better perspective on how the season went down. And you know what? And I and the one thing that stood out to me was I said that we are we are kind of like this heading into the playoffs. But when you look at the grand scheme of things, it's not like we backed into the playoffs like a lot of teams, right? Right? We were hoping like we were the twenty seventeen. Then Bill's just hoping for something to, to I mean, to, to materialize and to happen. And uh, we know the feeling where we did what we had to do. We just needed other things to happen for us to get into the playoffs. And that happened for us back in the day. Um, but I'm sitting here going, yeah, but we're, we're kind of like this. But we, we finished the season on a seven-game freaking win streak. So, like, the, it's not like we're trying to regain uh, our momentum on how to win. We've been winning. I think it's more so we just have to put our uh, we have to put a consistent game together, right from start to finish. Now most people most people most people might think, man, you're asking for a lot, man. You're asking for like a complete game, a perfect game. We can't have a perfect game. You're right, we can't, and that's the beauty of being a fan. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes we we are uh, our expectations. At least I'll speak for myself. Our expectations uh, can be quite high, and I ha- I have high expectations for this team, right? Because there's been a there've there's been a ramp up. And by the way, I gotta give a shout out to my man Rev. Um and Rev and Wifey. Wifey, uh, they they made me an I saw this hoodie and I freaking had to have it. Um, and I think it's dope. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Ooh, we the holy, the holy trend. So uh shout out to y'all, man. Uh, and if you guys are wondering, yo, where can I get something like that? Yo, that's my rev, my man Rev, man. Rev and Wifey are putting it together. So um here's the deal, folks. It's just nice that we finished the season on, on a seven-game win streak. And it, it's just nice. It's a, it's a good feeling to have because we were once there where we were hoping to even be mentioned in making the playoffs. Now it's, it's the norm. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be the norm for quite some time because what? Because we have a franchise quarterback. And speaking of franchise quarterbacks, and we, not that we take it for granted because we don't. We know. Bills fans know what it's like not having a franchise quarterback. The Patriots right now are are starting to realize, damn, we had it real good when we had a franchise quarterback. Miami Dolphins right now, they haven't had 
a franchise quarterback since Marino. And that's a long time ago. That's a long time ago where consistently you know that you're, you're going to have a chance. The Dolphins are in that same position. The Jets haven't had like that, that strong quarterback presence. I don't know. And I, I hate to say it, maybe Sanchez was when, when they really, you know what I'm saying, were, were making some noise. But we they haven't really made some noise since then. I don't give a damn if they brought Brett over there. It was just like a stopgap. It wasn't that guy. So the fact that we have a franchise quarterback is nice. And I bring this up because I'm sitting here listening to, you know I mean, the big heads talk and, and those that, you know what I'm saying, that do this professionally, get paid and all that good stuff. And if you really think about it, there's only like four franchises in the league right now, 32 teams. There's four of them that you could genuinely say that that's the lead, that that's the top. Those are the top of the top. Josh Allen and the Bills, Mahomes and the Chiefs. You can you can lock that in. Joe Burrow and the Bengals. You can lock that in. And some might say you got you got something in. I mean, Lamar. We don't we don't we don't know where Lamar is going to end up. You know what I'm saying? So I want to put Lamar in there, but I'll I'll put young quarterback in Herbert. And then and 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 look, that's all in the AFC. That's all in the AFC. And when you look at every other every other squad in the game, like and you know what? I'll I'll put in I'll put in Sunshine from Jacksonville because they're they're putting something together. They're putting something together, but we, they haven't put anything consistently together. But when you look at what you got, that's it. Let's go to Las Vegas. They got nothing, right? They just moved on from Derek Carr. Go to go to Tennessee. Nothing. Go to Tampa Bay. They're going to have nothing after Tom Brady decides to leave. Who knows what's going on with that? Atlanta, nothing. Minnesota, Kirk Cousins. Eh, can you really say he's that franchise guy? Nope. You feel me? Uh, Chicago, nothing yet. We don't know, right? Baltimore, they should if they get their act together. But who knows what they're going to do? Houston, nothing. Indy, nothing. Jets, nothing. Miami, nothing. Carolina, nothing. New Orleans, nothing. Dude, I could, I could keep going. Cleveland, Deshaun Watson had a piss poor year and i love deshaun watson that boy is a baller but this this he didn't have a great year but everybody knows he came in halfway through the season he hasn't played in two and a half years like it's gonna take some time it's gonna take a full off season to really get going but when you when you look at what's going on denver should have had something in russell wilson but russell wilson had an epically terrible year i think a lot of that had to do with leadership in that in the front office I don't think they had a really good coach in, in Nate Hackett. I thought it was a horrible hire in the first place. But it is what it is, man. Arizona, Kyler, could say he was something. But, I mean, really nothing, man. Philly? Philly might have something. Philly might have something. We're, we're about to find out. this. Yeah, we're, we're about to find out this playoff and see what's really good with Jalen Hurts. Green Bay, who knows what's going on, what's going on with Aaron Rodgers. He might be gone. Dak Prescott is up and down. So really, those are the four. The four, the, the two four that you could say, like, that's really good. And shout out to my man, TD Finstock. Because I want to get in on Dolphins. Right? And we're going we, to jump right into it. That seven-game win streak is not a joke, folks. That seven-game win streak is not a joke. And the Dolphins squeaked in. They can't even put any touchdowns up on, on the... On, listen, man. <laughs> Yo, when you're... Fighting for your life to get into the playoffs and obviously needing help from us. You're welcome. Fam, 
Y'all got to put some touchdowns. I don't give a damn who, who the quarterback is. Y'all got to put, you got Tyreek, you got Waddle. Your, your genius of an offensive corner, you got to dial something up for your boys, man. Something short. Y'all brought in uh, with your Wilson to run the rock. I don't know if he was playing or not. I don't, I don't give a damn if they're playing or not or not. Golly, the Dolphins. <laughs> My man TD says, yo, man, Rico knows he's nervous. Stop lying on these people, Rico. TD Fizz talk. I'm going to tell you something. I love him. That's my guy. TD is passionate. TD is a grinder. I've been, I've been known TD a long time. And we, we've, been, we've been connecting a long time. And, and this is when our channels were, were still up and coming. You know what I'm saying? And I will tell you this. He's put, he puts a lot of work on his channel. Uh, hope, it's, it's just a sad. It's sad because the amount of work that brother puts on, on his channel, I, I wish the Dolphins could put that into their organization and try to find a quarterback. <laughs> But, you know, it is what it is, big fella. It is what it is. All you Dolphins fans, y'all are just happy to be here. You know those people that are just happy to be here? You know what I'm saying? You, you and your boys are going to the club and stuff like that. And, and uh, you, you know what? Let me put it this way. The you and your big brother, your big brother is like, yo, we're going, we're going out, man. You want to come? And you're like, oh, yes, I've never been out with you guys. I, where are we going? Don't worry about it, man. We're bringing you along. Just, just chill out. Just happy to be here in the back seat. You know what I'm saying? We listen to music. He's just out the window, looking out the window, just, I can't believe I'm here. That's the Dolphins. Can't believe I'm here. Y'all finally made it. Y'all better make the most of it now. Don't come, in, don't come on here and, and, and do what the Patriots did last year and just didn't show up. I'm just saying. You know what I'm saying? But happy y'all made it. <laughs> We're just happy to be here. The Miami Dolphins. Kudos to you guys. I'm not a sushi guy. I'm really not a sushi guy. But I might partake in some sushi. This weekend, you know, what I'm saying, roll that shit up in, in the rice and some and some and some seaweed. Gross, <laughs> but I'll partake just cause. Anyway, anyway, let me let me keep going on this this the matter. The fact of the matter is this franchise quarterback. It's so hard to come across a franchise quarterback. The Dolphins thought they had it. They thought they had it, and now who knows? Now here's the real question: Are they gonna trot out? Are they going to trot out Mr. Tua? All the BS that's happening right now, we're not sure. Tom Pelissero's like, well, it's not likely that they'll play him. That's a bunch of cap. Ain't I smell? You smell that? You smell that? I smell. You smell that? I smell. You know, I'm not even finishing the line. If you guys know what line I was going to put up. It's, it's, I don't smell. I smell BS. I smell all the BS. He's playing. There's no way you're going to trot out Skyler. <laughs> Shout out to everybody that, that, was with, uh, that was with me last, last show when we were talking about Skyler. You're not going to trot out Skyler. And if you do, what's the point? What's the point? You're going to put Tua in. Now, here's the deal. And I brought this up, and I'm going to bring it up again. You bring Tua into this game, everybody should be on a high alert. Because, A... He gets hit, they're going to be, they're, I mean, in NFL, anytime that you're, you're playing, you're going to get hit. But he gets hit, people are going to be holding their breath. <gasps> Did he get up? Is he wobbly? Do you want to put yourself through that? The NFL is going to be watching everything you do. They're going to be sitting there like Ryan the temp from the office taking notes. Because right now, you guys are running a Michael Scott paper company right now. <laughs> you feel me? So, mm, I'm just saying, it's going to be fun. Now, you guys will be competitive because you guys are 
finally made the playoffs. It's been it's been a while. You guys need to get out of the first round. And it's a tough task. It is a tough task. But this is why the NFL is the NFL. Any given Sunday, anything can happen. But if you trot out to you, you trot out Tua, or you trot out Skyler, Teddy Bridgewater, it really don't matter. The Bills are they 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 they're gonna stomp you guys out. It's just what it is. But happy you guys are here. Happy you guys are here because we had our bye week. Unfortunate, we had our bye week. So now we can kind of start getting the momentum. And it's no, listen, we had to do this last year. We played the Patriots twice. We lost one, won one, and then we stomped them out in the playoffs. Y'all squeaked away with a win. We give you that. We came back. We won that one. And now we're going to stomp you out to really show you who daddy is. I told you, I'm the Bills are Vin Reigns. And you baby boy. You thought you had us. You sitting in that couch, chilling. Yeah. Yeah. And we let you think you had it. Until we crept up right behind you. Get your ass and then say, call for your mama. Call for your mama. You ain't, you call for your mama. You, you're gasping for air. That's what's going to happen. You're gasping for air. And you know what we're going to do? We're going to trot out a plate of wings. We're going to put some ranch on that bitch. And we're going to force you to eat that shit. <laughs> but I want blue cheese. You don't get blue cheese. You get ranch. That's what you're going to get. <laughs> anyway, I digress. Let me, let me bring it back a little bit. Let me bring it back. But shout out to all you Dolphins, you Dolphins fans, fam. For real. And all the, all the Dolphins podcasts, podcasters. I don't know them all. You know I mean, you got Nikki Smokes crying and, and he went, went, went. Hey, he finally makes the playoffs. He's, he's coming to Buffalo. Hey, boy, you come to Buffalo. You better watch out, boy. They waiting on your ass, but you're going to be on your best behavior. I can promise you that. And all the other Dudley Doolittles and all that stuff. Y'all made it. Congratulations. Y'all made it. Now, I'm off of y'all. We on to, we on, listen, listen, let me get into what we did to the Patriots. And then we're going to move to y'all. You know what I'm saying? And I hope if you guys are entertained and you guys are enjoying this pod, you guys already know what to do. Subscribe to the channel. We are less than 100 people away from 25K. 25,000 subscribers, bro. We started this thing late 2017. October. Late October 2017. What a grind it has been. But we have not done it by ourselves. It's a group of us. And uh, shout out to the whole BF crew, from the writers to the, you know what I'm saying, to the, the guys that edit, to IG operator, my man Bobby holding it down, to the Facebook, the whole crew been doing it. Let's go. <laughs> Andrew says, yo, man, man, make him wait, man. You got to make him wait. Hey, here's what it is. Smash that like. Smash that like. Let's get to 25K. Now, let, let, let's go back to this, uh, this Patriots game. And when I look back at what we did to this Patriots game, this was a three-phase game. And something we've had, we haven't done in a long time, where we really came out and did what we needed to do on special teams. We did what we need to do on defense, which is forced turnovers. That's when we are at our best. And then, you know what I mean? We put up, we put up uh, Josh Allen, got into his bag in the second half and started doing it. It's just what it is. By the way, shout out to my guy, Kevin Gerard. AKA Papa Peck. What's up, Kev? Kev comes and says, bro, I had to lay it down that I was coming on when Miami won the game. Rico was ducking me. <laughs> Stop that shit, Kevin. The Bills win on the last second field goal, and he and Rev call me at 1 a.m. <laughs> yeah, we did call Kevin at 1 a.m. Kevin's like, hello. Kevin, wake your ass up, man. 
Wake your ass up. How you feel? I'm hurt. That's what I am hurt. We had to make sure Kevin was cool. That was a, it was a uh, what do you call that? When you uh, a wellness call. It was really a wellness call for you, Kevin. We wanted to make sure you're okay. Because you thought you were in it until you weren't. <laughs> you thought you were in it until you weren't. Anyway. But that's the thing, man. Now it's division. Everybody knows divisional games. You don't just you don't you don't get stomped out. And I mean, obviously, a lot of this is is for, for jokes and funny, but in division games, it's tough. You guys know what it is, man. We were supposed to stomp the whole AFC East. Really, we may have been put child challenged by you know, I mean the Dolphins, and they did. They challenged us right to the freaking end until you know what I mean. Quarterback puts it in the dirt, then we lose to the freaking Jets. And the funny thing is, we lose three games this year, and two of them. In the division, go figure. And one of them was a freaking. We were a we're a bat down away, folks. Listen to me when I tell you this. We are a bat down away on fourth and eighteen from being the number one seed. Real talk. We're a we're a red zone touchdown away to McKenzie for being the number one seed. Just little stupid things, silly things. Like this. And the last game we lost was to the Vikings. And I'm saying we got to go way back. So we're on, we're on our way, folks. We are on our way. And uh, we've got big things to do, but we got a lot of things to clean up. There's no question about that. We got a lot of things to clean up. I ain't going to front and say that, yo, we're ready to roll. Although we are, but we got a few things to clean up. And you guys know exactly what I'm talking about. That is on the defensive side of the ball, the secondary. The secondary, folks. If there's a time for this team to come together and really turn up and lock in, this is the time, man. Regular season is over with. It's one and done going forward. There's no looking back now. There's no looking back now. Ismail Manero. What's up, Ismail? Ishmael says, yo, Finns fans tripping. They always tripping, man. TD in here. You know, TD knows what's good, man. That's one thing I haven't had is TD on the show yet. But we, I think we, we run our podcast usually at the same time. So it's... uh. It always runs off. But, I mean, one of these days, I might just come on to the round, the AFC roundtable, and, you know what I mean, you know what I mean? Piss, on, piss on you dudes and just walk out. Yeah, that's how I do, baby. Uh, see you on the roundtable? <laughs> yeah, man. Yo, if you guys don't know about the AFC roundtable, yo, hit up, hit up on Wednesdays, the AFC East roundtable. My man TD, my man Dan is out there. Uh, Jets fans, you got my, uh, you got, uh, what's it, Richie's out there. And, um, obviously, Pat's fan extraordinaire, your master at work. So, Shout out to them boys, right? All right. Enough, enough of uh, the little guys. Okay, we're done. We'll get into them, but we're done. But I want to kind of put a button. I want to put a button on this Patriots last week Patriots talk, and then we can get into kind of the Dolphins talk. And we'll get more into it on Friday because Friday is our show where we get into the Dolphins talk. But last but not least, let me get T. Let me get TD. TD wants to get in here. He says, yo, show up this week so I can give you your business. <laughs> Listen, man, I'm going to try to. I'm a, I'm a night worker. Man. I'm going to shift working. So. When you guys are on, I'm catching Z's. You know what I'm saying? So I can't be losing sleep just to come stomp you guys out. You know what I'm saying? It's like waking up. Waking up for what reason? So I can just tell you what's going to happen? You know what I mean? Be the oracle and tell you what is going to happen? Come on now. You already know what's going to happen. It's just, it's just we got to wait it out. Isn't that the worst? Like waiting, waiting, waiting for the inevitable. You're waiting for the inevitable. You know what's going to happen, but you got to wait it. It's a slow, it's a slow death. It's like, it's like the faucet is dripping right now. It started to drip right now. And that last drop is going to be on Sunday. Oof. I feel for you guys. It's tough. How do you do it? 
No, for real, this is a question for Dolphins fans. How do you guys do it knowing that y'all are just going to get stomped out and you don't even know who your quarterback's going to be? I mean, we know. But if it's Skyler, could you imagine you have Skyler that's going to be, they trot out Skyler and he's going to be your guy, scared as shit. You know what I'm saying? Runny poo down his leg. You know what I mean? He's, he's a baby. And he's going up against the Bills and he's got to perform. There's no way Tyreek is still going to talk him up like Tyreek was talking up Tua. Y'all going to have to find another way. Anyway, shout out to the Dolphins, though. Y'all made the dance, and that's all that matters. Really and truly, that's all that matters. When you guys make the dance, that's all that matters. Now, show us your dance moves. Can you dance? Because I've seen a lot of teams that can't dance. You know what I'm saying? They make it look like they can dance, and then they get into the playoffs like the Patriots. The Patriots are two-stepping, and they're on rhythm. Oh, shit, they're two-stepping. The minute they got into the dance, offbeat. <laughs> the mute, they couldn't catch a beat to, to try to catch the, ah. And here's the Bills. The Bills are, mm. we're on that. We're on that. Uh, here the here the Patriots. Can't, ah, can't do it. The Dolphins going to be the same way. Can't catch a beat, can't dance, can't do nothing. <sighs> Sad. Anyway, off the Dolphins. Back to the Bills. So here's the deal, folks. That seven-game win streak is it's it's a trend. It's a it's a learn. I wouldn't say learning, but you've got the momentum on your side. You've got the momentum on your side. We just got to clean things up. Now, a big question that's been going on now, right? And a lot of people are getting on our number two receiver. And I got to get into this, man. Gabe Davis. Folks are getting in on Gabe Davis's ass right now, as they should, because Gabe Davis. Ain't a scrub. Let me just put it out there right now. Gabe is no scrub. Gabe can play. Is Gabe limited? Yes. Does Gabe have um, a specialty? I mean, is there something he does well? Absolutely. I mean, he wouldn't he wouldn't have had the game he had against the Chiefs had he not been something that you know what I'm saying T, like that's some, uh, something that our teams need. A team like the Bills need. He can play. Is there lack of focus here and there, potentially? Is there, is there too much thinking? I'm sure of it. Because a lot of these, these drops that my man's been having, it's just a concentration thing. It's a, it's a lack of focus thing. You know what I'm saying? And what I love about Josh Allen is that Josh will not shy away from throwing him the football. When you lose confidence, and Josh, we've seen it, where Josh has lost confidence in folks, and he doesn't go to them as often. He went through that with, with, uh, with Dawson Knox. He went through that with McKenzie. When McKenzie was on, oh, he was going to McKenzie. When McKenzie was off, mm, not, so, not so much. But he continues to go to Gabe Davis, and that's what I do appreciate because you're still, you're saying, you dropped it, but I'm coming right back to you, and you're going to make a big play for me. And Gabe will do that. And if, and if Gabe can get back his focus, yo, we're going we're to be right back where we need to be. He's just lacked, he's lacked a bit of focus here and there. I mean, those drops... It's just concentration, baby. But I love the fact that Josh does not shy away and he continues to go to him. I like it. Shout out to my man, Silas. What's up, Si? What's happening, bro? Silas says, yo, TD been on an emotional roller coaster all season. We're going to put you out of your misery Sunday. I'm going to tell you something. TD, TD's got a loyal following. He's got some, he got some haters. I, I see it. But he's got a loyal following. And he knows his team. He knows his team's limitations. And uh, I'm going to tell you this, though, man. He, uh, there's some long days in that TD household. I'm sure wifey has to rub his shoulders real good. I said, baby, it's going to be okay. 
It's going to be okay. But the Dolphins, they lost. Look at my TV screen. The score says an L. I don't even look at the score anymore. I just look for the W or the L, and I don't find any Ws. We haven't had a W since the Texans. And we finally got in on the Jets with Joe freaking Flacco. Boy, oh, boy. <laughs> Poor TD. I hope Wifey's rubbing your shoulders right now. Shout out to Wifey. And shout out to you. You have a, uh, by the way, I think you had a new a baby girl. Shout out to you, man. I just had my son not too long ago. By the way, let me go on a little side note. Yeah, I've, 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 you guys know I have kids, right? So um, my youngest one is one. And I forgot how painful it is to sleep train these children. Golly. And I have, I had all girls until this boy. And the boy is the worst. He is stubborn. I ain't going to bed. You're going to rock me until I completely fall asleep. And then you can leave. You're not going to just prop me in my bed and lay me down and think I'm over with. Oh, boy, he's putting us through. Anyway, I have to go on a little side note there. Back to football chatter. Back to football chatter. By the way, Ismail Manito comes in with Gabe Davis talk. He says, yo, Gabe drops uh, more balls than puberty. Eee, come on, Ismail. <laughs> he, he, you know what? Here's the one thing. There was a question that was put out on Twitter, and this is why I brought up this is why I brought up Gabe Davis. There was a question put out on Twitter and was asking for what people, what do you want or what do you expect in your, in your, w, in your number two receiver? What are you expecting in your number two receiver? And I thought that was a really good question. And uh, who was it? Uh, it was a cat from cover one. Uh, and I think his name is Anthony. I think his name is Anthony. This cat from cover one that said, yo, what are you guys looking for in your number two receiver? Right? Because right now, that's the talk right now. That's the talk because Allen put up a dime. Allen put up a dime for Gabe Davis, and he dropped it. And, and it's been circulating around amongst Bills fans. Uh, it's been circulating on Twitter. It's, it's just rough. And the, the question was... Um, and I'm, I'm trying to, to see where the question was so I can really formulate the question properly so you guys understand what I'm saying here. And it comes, and, it, and it's up to, it's all to do with Mr. Gabe Davis, Gabriel Davis. And now if I can find that thing, I'd be great. But anyway, it pretty much came down to what do you need from your number two receiver? Is, this, is it stats? Is that what you're looking for? You need him to have 1,000 yards and 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 uh, 11 touchdowns is that what you need from your number two receiver okay well if it's not if it's not that then what is it that you need and i thought that was actually a very fair question and interesting question and to me when when i'm looking at what do i need for my number two receiver i just need someone that is complimentary complimentary i don't need you to be just like me if i'm the number one receiver or if i'm a quarterback i don't need you to be like my number one receiver i need you to be complimentary I need you to, there are certain things that you, my number one receiver doesn't do well or physically can't do that I need you to do, right? Contested catches, I need that from you, right? I need you to do the things that I can take advantage of when my guy is, is covered. I need you. I need you to be consistent in the things that I need from you. So if you are my deep threat, you need, to, you need to be consistent on that. So if I'm going deep to you, you've got to bring it down. 
I may not give you receiver screens because that's not your thing. I'm not going to give that to you. I may not see you in the slot. That's not your thing. That comeback route, bring it in. I need that. That little dig route where I need you to sit down, sit down, and it's coming your way. Catch that, right? I need you to be complimentary. If Gabe Davis had 300 yards receiving, but his drop rate was doesn't drop a damn thing, it's one of those situations where you're like, oh, man, this guy don't drop a thing. Yes, keep going to him. Keep going to him. But I need you to just be complimentary to my number one receiver, complimentary to this offense. There are things that I need you to do to excel in that when I go to you, you better be there. And Gabe Davis was that for us in the playoffs last year. We just need that again. And, and here's the crazy thing. Statistically, I think he's having his best year. He's got like seven or eight touchdowns this year. So it's not like he's a scrub. And I'm not going to say that Gabe Davis is a scrub. Or that when we need you, you got to be there. Especially now. Especially now. Because we are, we're going to be coming your way, brother. So we, this is where we need to say, you know, we prop our guy up and he's coming. But complimentary is what we need. And that's the one thing, that's the one word that stood out to me when I, when I saw that question was complimentary. It's got to be that way. No other way about it. Diggs is going to get his. He's, he's, he's got himself to elite status. He does everything correctly. He does everything well. He doesn't, he hardly drops. And when he does, you're like, oh, that was a tough catch to make. But, oh, how did you, you know what I'm saying? And it's rare. Gabe, it's like one a game, maybe two. I mean, I'm, ex- I'm probably exaggerating, but it just feels that way. But nonetheless, I still have the utmost confidence in Gabe, and I think he's going to step his game up. But I think it's all in his head. It's all in his head. Now, this past game, there's, there's, uh, there were a few things that stood out to me, uh, obviously depending on what ref we have, but penalties were low. We weren't killing ourselves with stupid penalties and keeping games close by Mental errors. We only had two penalties, but so did the, the Patriots. So maybe it's a matter of what ref we have. Now, the one thing I did not like, and when we're going up against playoff teams, and I'm and and I, I say this very lightly when I say the Dolphins is a playoff team, but they are one. You got to give them respect for that. The turnovers, we gotta we gotta cease on the turnovers. That red zone turnover, the red zone turn. When we get into the green zone, we get to the red zone, and we are supposed to be about that action. We got to come away with something. We can't come away with nothing. Now, obviously, we want six every time, but we got to come away with something. We just cannot give the ball away. We just, it, it's not feasible. And if we're trying to go where we're trying to go, it ain't going to work. It ain't going to work. And that's, and that's the truth. That's the truth of it. But when I, when I look back at this game, we are where we're supposed to be, right? Seven for 12 on third downs. Uh, excuse me, seven for twelve. Yeah, seven for twelve on the third downs. Number one in the league. We've been we've been consistent all year long on third downs. You gotta love it. And this is what brings me to the good, the bad, the ugly. You guys already know what time it is. The good, the bad, the ugly. And let me start off with the good because there was a, there was a and I need you. I would love your help. I would love if you guys if there's something that I miss, or maybe something that you're like, man, you you missed this part, Rico. You gotta get this. Cool. Now hear me out. And by the way, thank you for, uh, for the stats. Uh, Ismail, Ismail comes in and says, yo, man, Gabe's got 48 receptions for 836 yards and seven touchdowns. Tell me if the year started off, I told you, yo, Gabe's going to have 836 yards. You're like, oh, shit, I'll take that. 
836 yards? How many yards is, uh, is Stefan is going to have? He's going to have like nearly 15 yard, 1,500 yards. Yeah, give me 800 yards from game, no problem. There you have it. We speak as though he's got three, though. Sometimes it's like, yo, man, like, we need another, we need a, a true number two receiver. But here he is with 800 yards. And we, and, and I've been there too. So that's why I'm checking myself, right? Until you have to look at the big picture and be like, yo, what's the deal? We can't, we can't be like that. Josh Allen has, he's got identical numbers. He's got identical numbers to last year, almost to a T. You know, the big difference is we don't have Cole Beasley. Cole Beasley accounted for 80 receptions and eight, 800 plus yards. Here's Gabe Davis with 836. So he made up, he made up for what we lacked from other weapons like Cole Beasley. He made up for that. But yet, and this is where I got to check myself and others. We're just never satisfied. <laughs> and it and, and I said I started the show that way. Sometimes my expectations are too high. But with the way they they started off this offseason, when you look through the roster, you're like, yo, how are we going to lose? How are is how is any team going to beat us? Like we were like that because we felt that the, the roster was built just right. Obviously, some injuries happened and have kind of, you know, I mean thrown us a little bit off, but for the most part, a pretty damn good season. Pretty damn good season. And when you look, when you ask anybody else outside of being a Bills fan, and you tell you, you know what I mean, you ask them to critique the team, they're like, yo, you guys have a freaking bomb team. What are you guys talking about? I'll take that anytime. You see my quarterback? I'm dealing with. I'm dealing with freaking Marcus Mariota. Yo, give me Josh Allen all day. Give me Gabe Davis all day. You feel me? So, like, we we tend to, as Bills fans, we mean have too high of expectations and want everything to be perfect. Not realistic. And I have to check myself because I'm I'm that way. I want all. I want it all. Can't have it that way. But not a bad, not a, that's a good year for Gabe Davis. That's a damn good year for Gabe Davis. This is a shame. It's a shame that we have to feel this way. But anyway, let me get into it. The good, the bad, the ugly. Let's get into it, folks. Let me start off right off the bat. Right off the bat. Naheem Hines. Nah, man, Naheem Hines, man, this boy gave us a spark. The spark that we absolutely needed. And the spark came right off the rip. Right off the rip. First freaking play of the game. The kickoff return takes it back to the house 96, 96 yards. The how and I I couldn't if you were at the game, how, was it one of the loudest you've ever heard that stadium? I'm sure of it. It has to have been. That stadium must have been rocking because of what transpired this whole year. And by the way, just to give you guys a heads up, this is, we got a little something coming your way. Um, me and my Kev, my, my me and my guy Kev, um, he's one of our our video guys, and uh, he does an excellent job. All the uh, all those hype videos that you guys see, I'm just saying, we 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 putting something together for you guys. It's going to be fun. But real talk, Naeem Hines not only took one back to the house, he took two. And I, I can have a category of the good, the bad, the ugly. Man, put something, the beautiful. That was beautiful. That was a beautiful sight. That was a beautiful thing to see. It caught everybody off guard because, like, first play of the game after DeMar, the, the DeMar uh, Hamlin situation, amazing. Amazing. So the the beautiful, man. Give give a shout out to Naheem Hines, man. And and 
We brought him here for that reason. I'm sitting here thinking, yo, we brought him in to be a spark in the run game because we don't feel good with our run game. And here he is as the guy that we needed to secure punt returning and kick return duties. Boy, did he handle business. Amazing. Awesome, awesome to see. By the way, I got to give a shout out to a super chat coming in from Kuba. Kuba or Cuba. Anyway, uh, 171 of them, yes, came from the Steelers. And this is his first year as a number two receiver. So his number is going to be up. He needs to be caught more. Hold on. Let me, let me try to understand what my man Kuba is saying. 171 of them, yes, came off. Oh, I see what he's saying. So 171 of those yards uh, came against the Steelers uh, this first year as a number two receiver. So his numbers are going to be up. He needs he uh, he needs caught more. He needs to catch more. But I mean, you're, you're going to have games like that when you're when you're um, when you exploit. He's our deep threat, and I've been saying this is John Brown. Everybody's talking about John Brown's our deep threat. I was like, yo, look at Gabe Davis. Gabe Davis right now is was averaging like 16, 17 yards a pop. Deceptive speed, long strides. People don't realize it. He looks like he's hobbling the whole time, but it's like it's like he's doing it on purpose. So yeah, you think I'm hobbling? Watch me go. So there's going to be games that are big like that. Barry Sanders had games where he probably rushed for like 40 yards. Then he have a game he rushed for like 200. The game of the game of averages, right? It, it it happens that way. So if he can bring those big games up against these these teams where they're going to try to cue on Gabe, uh, they're going to try to cue on uh, our guy. Uh, Stefan Diggs, this is where he's going to have to step up. But I'm going to tell you right now, man, when that Naeem Hines kick return happened, if you didn't have some kind of warm feeling where just a gush of goodness came over you, I can't help you because that was nothing short of amazing. That was great. Amazing. Jared B wants to come in and says, hey, the good, three things. Russo with one sack, but so close on a handful of more. He was disruptive. He absolutely was. Hines, you know it. Brown setting up, setting the tone on that touchdown. Sends a message to teammates to pick it up. I like that, Jared B. I like that. There were some good things, man. Now, here we go. Na- Naeem Hines, definitely a great, a great touch. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with, I'm going to go with, and I, I say this, I'm going to just go out and say it. I like the John Brown elevation because John Brown and when people, I don't want to say people forget, but don't let me remind you. Let me put it this way. Let me remind you. He was once our number one receiver. He was the one that Josh Allen looked to, to get things popping. So when he comes back, you don't think that there's going to be some kind of chemistry between the two. And I'd like to see more. And I love to see John Brown elevated and to pick our spots when John Brown's on the field. Let's not forget, this guy was once our number one receiver. So these things are going to happen. So I love seeing that John Brown got his opportunity to spark this team. The spark came from Naeem Hines. And then it came back with John Brown. And then this is when Josh was like, all right, I'm in my mojo. Now, the one thing that I said on Friday night, on my Friday night show, and I said, and I think, or maybe it was last, last show. Minimum 10 targets should be sent Stefan Diggs' way. He's your number one receiver. He's your number one. We should never shy away from that. And in the press conference, and I bring this up because in the press conference, 
Josh said it, and I've been saying it for for weeks now. You gotta let your let your dogs do what they do. There is there's no excuse for you never to look to not, I'm gonna say never to not look at your your number one receiver against the Jets. Two receptions off of two targets. That's it. Unacceptable. Unfreaking acceptable. You can't have that. You can't. And I won't accept it. And neither should Josh. And Josh acknowledged that in his press conference. He's like, you know what? Sometimes you just got to let your dogs do what they do. I'm paraphrasing here. But he did use the word dogs. Let your dogs go after it and let your dogs do what they do. And even right before the Diggs touchdown, if you guys remember, or if you guys remember hearing it, I think Jim Nance was like, well, we've been, been pretty quiet. We haven't really heard anything from, from Stefan Diggs. And wait a second now, 49-yard bomb. Because everybody's watching this. You can't. And Josh should know better. Josh should know better. You can, and you got to let your dog do what he does, man. He ain't going to cry to you. He ain't going to whine. He's not, everybody's trying to pick, pick him out for a diva. He ain't no diva. But you got to know. You got to know. There's got to be an unspoken, unspoken bond where you're like, okay, I got you. You don't got to say shit to me. I know. I got you. And we need to see that going forward. Come on now. Let's go. But I love it. I love it. Love the connection. And here's the, here's the, here's the other good. We, saw, we talked about Naeem Himes. I love the spark that John Brown gave us. I also love that we capitalized on defense. We capitalized on taking the ball away. We had three interceptions that game. It didn't, look, it didn't start well where Mac Jones was just chipping away and just going at us, right? At one point, he had two touchdown drives, and he was 17 for 17 for over 200 yards and two TDs. We can't give that up. We can't give it up. Now, will the Bills' defense have to be like the, pay, the, like the Chiefs' defense? Because right now, if you look at the Chiefs' defense, they're very much bend but don't break. They will give up some points. But they're, when they, they make plays when need be. And this is where the Bills need to be. You're going to give up. We don't have, we're not healthy. We're not healthy. Like, we don't have Von Miller there closing out the games. We don't have, on the back end, Micah Hyde. That's, those are huge losses. Those are huge losses. So if you anticipated that our defense would remain the same, you got another thing coming. Now Hamlin, that has been starting in the in the in the in the I guess in, in the presence of uh, with uh, Micah Hyde being gone, he's been starting in his position. Obviously, it was Jaquan Johnson that started there, and then my, then uh, obviously it didn't work out. So Hamlin came through. He started to get really his his mojo going, and now he's on injured reserve. So now we're once again having to shuffle and move things around. And we don't know how that's going to go. But if, if we're going to give some points up, we're going to give some big plays up. I get it. But there's going to come a time where you have to make your plays when you need to. And we did. We, we got three turnovers. We got the sack that we needed to. We were disruptive. And this is where Greg Rousseau comes in. Greg Rousseau, I'm telling you right now, next year, mark my words, he's going to bust out. And right now, he's already having a solid year now. But that brother is going to bust out. He's going to bust out, and you guys are going to find out what's really good with Greg Rousseau, man. He's going to be the Greg Rousseau that they were coveted. They were, they were talking about like crazy coming out of college. He had, a one, he had an epic college year. And he's going to do it again. Next year is going to be his big year. Love Greg Rousseau. Love what he's about. And I think he leads our team right now in sacks. How many sacks does he have this year? He's got seven or eight sacks. Let me take a look here. 
BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. He's at, he's at what? He's at six X. He's got six X here. Kudos, kudos to my guy. Love it. So, and, and we're about to find out what's, what's good with Greg Rousseau this, this coming playoffs. Somebody said, yo, you can't say bust out, man. That's pause. Nope. Can't use pause there. No, sir. I know when pause needs to be used. Bust out. No, <laughs> that's not one of them. Good try though. But that's the good. I mean, I can go on. I can go on a whole lot of good things that happened that game, and I loved every bit of it. I love that uh, in this game, we we didn't settle for any field goals, man. It was touchdowns or nothing. I like that. Obviously, that interception kills us in the red zone, but it was all touchdowns. We did not have to settle for field goals. Love that. Love every bit of it. So sorry. Excuse me. I I stand corrected. He's got eight sacks this year. I stand correct. He's got eight sacks, and in the two years he's been in the league, he's got 12. But eight sacks, he's doubled up on the sacks that he's had this year, last year. Great freaking job, man. And here's the, be- here's the one thing I do love. He's got, f- he's got a forced fumble, and I'm looking for his tackle. For- there we go. I'm looking for his tackle for your, uh, his, uh, his um, TFLs because he's been very disruptive, and he's been getting after everybody. Greg Rousseau, and he's a massive man. I see that when this guy makes a play, he gets up and I look, he's standing next to a running back or he's standing next to like a receiver. I was like, this, this brother is huge, man. And that wingspan is no joke. So if he's not getting to you, this, this boy is a literal tree on the end. I'll take that, man. I'll take that. But anyway, I love what we're doing. We're going to ramp up into, the, into, uh, into a playoff form and we'll be just fine. We just got to make sure that we capitalize. We make sure that we force what we need to force. We force our turnovers. We're going to give plays up. We're just not elite everywhere how we started the league, uh, how we started the season. We got some guys that are banged up. Even like hell, even Poyer's banged up. He's got the lateral, the lateral meniscus injury right now he's dealing with. You know what I'm saying? But he's playing through it. Like we are banged up. We are banged up. So we just got to hold off, man. Hold on. We got three more, four more games to play. You know what I'm saying? Four games, complete those four, and you already know what time it is. You know what time it is. So let's go. Now, the good, the bad. Any, anything stand out to you that was bad in this game? I'm going to say this. A bit of a, 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 bit of a, a lull offensively where at one point, I wouldn't say I was questioning Ken Dorsey, but at one point I was like, all right, Ken. Like let, let's 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 put something together, man. Let's 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 liven up a little bit until he started, you know what I mean, 
dialing up some plays that Josh Allen liked, and then we were good again. So we have these these lulls, these offensive lulls, um, which is going to happen. We had some offensive lulls that um, that that will happen in the game, but then it's up to Josh to kind of like spark it up and make things make things work. Um, so to me, <clears throat> if we can get if we can pass those lulls, those offensive lulls, um, I think we're better for it. The other thing that stands out to me, I wouldn't call it bad, but I'd like to see more of is right now, if you look at what we did in the run game, we gave nine carries, if I remember correctly, nine carries to James Cook and seven carries to Devin Singletary. So both of them under 10 carries. You already know what time it is, man. When you give James Cook and you give Devin Singletary the football, good things happen. So. The fact that we kind of stayed away from giving the football, I'd like to see more. You know what I'm saying? A little more balance, a little more taking the clock, taking, uh, you know, killing the clock a little bit because we lost in the time of possession. We let the Patriots take over and kill the time. But because we were, we were more efficient on offense with our possessions, we took over. But I'd like to have more of a control. I'd like to have more control of our game where we are in control and we are running the shit and we don't let these guys dictate a thing. At one point, they were dictating it. They were just running up the score. I mean, not excuse me, running up the score, but they were killing the clock and actually taking up time. So I'd like to see us have more control of the clock and that that we take care of by running the ball, a little bit more balance, a little more balance. That's what I want. Um, but not, nothing really stood out to me as bad. You know what I'm saying? We just need to clean up a few things. Those drops, we got to clean the drops up. You guys already know what time it is. Clean the drops up, and then we go from there. Um, the ugly. Did anything stand out to you that was like, oh, Dude, we can't have that. We cannot have that. Obviously, to me, the only thing that stands out to me is that red zone. The red zone interception. But it's not about the red zone interception. Like, we throw interceptions, fine. But it's, it was the throw. It was the decision. It was like, what? You threw that? Into double? Ugh, I don't like that. Right? It was, it was one of those situations where I was like, mm, don't. I don't like that at all. Um, so, better decision-making by Josh in those red zone moments. Because he's thrown five red zone interceptions. Can't have that. And those interceptions come into, and it's not like he's just throwing it up there. He's obviously trying to play, make a play clearly, right? The guy's got 30, 35, 37 touchdown passes this year. So he's, he ain't no bum. You know what I'm saying? But we just got to be smarter with the football and choose our, choose our moments wisely. Because we, when, we, when we're in that red zone, we just can't afford to give that ball away. We just can't. Now, the good, the bad, the ugly... I think I'm going to ask, I'm going to add another segment. And this is my, my for next year. And it's the question, the good, the bad, the ugly, the question. And sometimes I come away with more questions than, oh, this was horrible. I didn't like that. I have more, I have more questions. And, and it's a lot, a lot of it is, is for my offensive coordinator, right? You have, and I just, I'm just trying to understand it. You have a, a receiver in Cole Beasley. And I'm not talking about last game. I'm talking about generally speaking, you have a, a slot receiver in Cole Beasley that really could help this, this, this offense, especially moving the chains. Not that we have an issue with it because we're number one in, in third down percentage. But moving the chains and, and finding the soft spot, and there just hasn't been that, there hasn't been that, uh, that chemistry, if you will, uh, just yet. Now, obviously, he's been some time away. We didn't have a whole offseason. But, like, find ways to get Cole onto the field and, and, and get get him warmed up, get him started, right? And get that, that look started between the two of them, right? And there are some times where Josh, Josh sees it, but he prefers 
the a, a harder degree of a pass. And I think that would be one of the, the bads that I see in our offense with Josh, where the easy, the easy plays here, but he likes to make he it's like he chooses to make things harder for himself by throwing a harder degree of a pass. And chances are he'll make it, but golly, does it make you hold your breath a little bit? To say holy crap, but then it's a it's a sigh of relief at the same time because you're like, that's my quarterback. It's it's one of those things, but um, but I do question, I'd like to see our weapons and Ken Dorsey try to try to figure out to get our guys involved sooner rather than later. I think sometimes he waits a little too long to dial some things up to get things going, but there's ebbs and flows of this game, right? There's some some you gotta you gotta feel the the, the flow of the game. So I get that part. I really do get that part. But that was the, the, the only thing that stood out to me uh, in terms of the ugly. Um, and I, I hate to call it ugly. I'm not going to call it ugly. I'm going to call it a question. You know I mean, I question those things. But uh, if you guys have anything that stands out that you feel like, man, Rico, you got to talk about this, though. Let's do it. You guys know what to do, man. You got to hit me up. I'm going to try to read your comments. And uh, if I'm not seeing your comments, I apologize. Uh, super chat it, and I'll try to get to you. Uh, my man Rev says, yo, Dorsey was passing too much for me when the run game was working so well. It's like Dorsey gets afraid of the run game, uh, the run game success, and says, what am I doing? I've got Josh Allen. And a lot of times, it, it, it's, it's the politics of sports. And I hate to bring it up, but it's, the, it's true. At least for me, that's how I feel. There's a lot of politics in sports when it comes to how often is this guy supposed to get the ball? Why isn't this rookie playing? Like, like Josh, like McDermott. McDermott's thing is, I don't really play rookies. I don't care if the fans calling for him. I don't care if every time he touches the ball, he does well. I just don't. It's like, it's like he, he, he's humbling them. Or politics, where you wait your turn, young buck. You ain't got enough stripes for you to get on the field like that. These guys are putting their time. Example, a lot of people have been calling for Khalil Shakir to get on the field. Why are we not giving Khalil Shakir his touches? Get him his opportunities because every time he comes onto the field, he does something. He's productive. But we sit in here trotting out Isaiah McKenzie. And a lot of people have, fall, have fallen out of favor with Isaiah McKenzie or Isaiah McKenzie has fallen out of favor with them. There was, there was a week where I had to come in and, yo, put some respect on Isaiah McKenzie's name. And what does he do? He comes in the next game, six receptions for 96 yards. That shut up a few people. But it doesn't, it doesn't stop people from wondering why isn't Khalil Shakir getting more touches? Because he was great all offseason. Preseason was fantastic. When he got his first, when he got his first opportunity to play early in the season, scores a touchdown. I think he had like five receptions for 70 yards or something like that. I, I hope I'm, I'm I hope I'm not making that up, but he was a, I think he was around there. He had a good game. But then we we stopped. We, we don't go to him anymore. There were times where he was inactive. We're like, what? Why is he inactive? So like now we're going into the playoffs, and you saw more of a sighting. Of Khalil Shakir, will we see more of them? So, like, those are the things that you kind of that you question a little bit. Like, okay, Dorsey, like, it's your offense. You know who runs what what well. But then there's the politics. There's the politics of it. And some guys got to earn. You notice it more on offense. You got to earn your stripes with, with McDermott. It's not about the best player plays. McDermott doesn't play like that. He he's even said it. I'll take. I I forgot what it was, but he had a he had a quote with he'll he'll take he'll take a team over talent or something of that nature. I can't remember what it was. And to a, to a degree, I agree. Sometimes you may not have the best player at that position, but that player plays his role. And you playing your role helps the team 
in the grand scheme of things, instead of having a whole bunch of elite talent players on the squad. But if you don't know your role and if you're, you're, you're killing the chemistry, that ain't going to work. So I get that part. But there's a lot of politics that come into the game when it comes to positions and who's playing and why isn't this guy playing over this guy? At one point, it was like, why is Zach Moss continuing to take touches away from James Cook? What the hell are we doing? What are we doing? Then we brought, then we, we brought in Johnson. Like, what is going on? Oh, well, he's a veteran guy. I want to give him his opportunity. I want to go, man, fuck all that shit, man. You put your best players on this, and that's the one thing that does frustrate me as a fan. If we as a fan, I mean, we're, and we're not in practice with these guys, so we can't say, put that guy on because he made a play in the game, and that's what it is. Because these, these guys, these coaches see these players every day in practice. And what I see in practice I don't like it. So how is that going to translate in the game? If you want to get on this field, you got to show me everything that's in practice. I, I totally understand that part too. But there's some guys, man, you just, like this whole running back situation. There was no reason that you had three running backs on the squad and you're splitting time with all three. Knock it off. That was pissing me off the whole time. And I, and I was a fan of Zach Moss. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't like I was hating on Zach Moss, but I knew. Hold on, man. Yo, if you're, if you're going to have two running backs... Put your rookie one that you rookie running back that you drafted in the second round because that was my biggest beef, and and trot out Devin Singletary. Have those two guys instead of trotting out three guys, man. Knock it off, knock it off, and that's a Dorsey thing. Slash McDermott with the whole like earn your stripes and you know I mean I ain't gonna put a rookie in and this man cut it out. And he's learned he's learned because they shipped Zach Moss out and realized that ain't gonna work, and they brought in Naeem Himes. So I'm like, oh shit, we're about to. Change things up, but we brought in Naeem Hives because we didn't have anything on that back end. Kudos to Brandon Bean. But you guys get what I'm saying, though. I hope you guys get And if you understand what I'm saying, smash that like. Let me know that we're on the same page with that. This whole politics thing, never understood it. Put in your best player. Let your best players play. And if he's not performing, then you go to the next guy. But this whole, like, you know, he's been here and he's, got, he's earned his time. And I get all that. But being here and earning your time and all that stuff, but if you're not producing, like, this guy can. It's what it is. That's why you have this draft class. That's why you have all these things. These rookies are going to freaking unsupplant some of these guys. They're going to unseat these guys because I'm the younger, the faster, the stronger guy. Put me in, coach. Not yet. <laughs> McKenzie's he's earned his stripes, man. All right, cool. But sometimes things fizzle. I'm not saying that McKenzie's fizzling, but sometimes you start to kind of like, all right, the hype is the hype is done. All right, Kilo, let me see what you got. And hopefully, maybe that's the route we take. I even saw some people saying, yo, sit Gabe Davis. See, that's letting your emotions get too high. Sit Gabe Davis. All right, sit Gabe Davis. Then who are you going to put Who you gonna put in, in, in Gabe Davis' Gabe Davis's spot? Honestly. You know what I mean? My man, MOS, comes in and says, yo, real talk. Shakir drops a ball, and it's, pol and it's politics. Davis drops a ball, and it's expectations. What is it? What is it for Beasley who dropped the ball last week? I mean, the one that the ball that he did drop was a bit of out of out of his reach. If you think about it, it was on the sideline. I remember it. It was on the sideline, and had the ball been more of a, a catchable football, he's walking to the end zone. Um, but I wouldn't say that <laughs> Shakir drops the ball as politics. I don't think it's a politics thing when it comes to the dropping of the football. The politics comes into who plays. Right when it's rookie versus veteran, I think that's that part where right? you've earned your stripes as a as a vet. So I'm going to give you your opportunity first before the rook because the rook is going to have time. Right, you guys got to make your opportunities. At least that's the way I look at it, or it's presented to me. 
But I don't think it's it's a matter of dropping ball politics, dropping ball expectations. Um, but for Beasley, it's just, I mean, how many times did he get on the field, right? He's got two receptions in the two games that he played. So is it really on Beasley, though? He can only do what he's able to do, really. You can't, you can't hate on the man. He's doing, uh, he's doing what, uh, what, what is in his power to do. And sometimes I like to see what the, uh, what the snap count was because snap count is important. If you really want to see, you know what I'm saying, how they're maybe kind of transitioning or how, they, how they're going to favor certain things, it'll be interesting to see. Like, check this out. This last game, this last game that we just had, let me see if I can get this down pat. So, Gabe Davis played 80, 80% of the snaps, followed by Stefan Diggs at 76% of the snaps, followed by, followed by Isaiah McKenzie at 56% of the snaps. When I go to Khalil Shakir, Khalil Shakir had 15 snaps that game. 15 snaps for 25% of the snaps. So, you've got Isaiah McKenzie getting 50% of the snaps. I wonder if they're going to, to kind of even, even things out. That'll be interesting, but I think Isaiah McKenzie's always going to get the snap. So it goes, Gabe obviously, obviously, obviously on the field because of or of more. He's a great run blocker because those are the things that he brings to the field. A great run blocker, and you got Diggs, and next man up is Isaiah McKenzie, and then Kalushkir had twenty five percent of snaps. Those are the three. Those are the receivers that got on the field. John Brown only had seven snaps, seven snaps for twelve percent. So they're going to sprinkle in these guys in. So when you do get sprinkled in, make the most of it. Make the most of it. On the defensive side of the ball, guess what? D. Marlowe had 100% of the snaps, obviously. Makes sense. So that's probably going to be your duo. It's going to be Dean Marlowe and Jordan Poyer. That's going to be, your, that's going to be the look. We, we brought him in for a reason. So maybe this is destiny, right? Maybe this is fate. Coming to the playoffs, he knows he's been around. We're going to see how it plays out. So Jordan Poyer, Marlowe, Edmonds, and we'll go from there. We're going to get into Edmonds' talk because I got to talk about something with y'all. Teron Johnson was great this game. And these are the things I'm talking about, man, because had we not had the time for Teron to get better, maybe we'd, we wouldn't have had him this game. You know what I'm saying? We had a whole week for him to get to ease up and get better, and he was sensational in his last game. So Teron Johnson is going to play a big part in his defense. He is a huge part in his defense. Huge part. And I love Teron Johnson for this guy's got no fear. He don't care if you're Derrick Henry. He don't care if you're freaking Maurice Jones freaking Drew. Obviously, he doesn't play anymore, but you guys catch what I'm saying. He, you could be little. You could be biggest freaking Henry. He will still go after you. Love the fearlessness in my guy, Teron Johnson or Taron Johnson. Uh, but other than that, man, like the snap count is, is interesting. We're starting to see a lot more snap count for Greg Rousseau. Listen, the... The snap count for defensive linemen was always, you know what I'm saying, was always around you get about 30 snaps, 35 snaps. Yo, Greg Rousseau had 43 snaps, 63% of the time. Ed Oliver, 69% of the time was on the field. Dude, Daquan Jones was on the field 50 snaps for 74%. That's huge because they usually rotate. They're rotating less. I like it. I've been calling for this since the offseason when – the Bengals beat the freaking Chiefs. The one thing that was constant to me, what I noticed is that they never took out Hubbard. Very rarely. They, they rarely took out Hendrickson. They left their dogs on the field. 
because you the longer you leave these guys on the field, the more they get a, a nuance of the game, right? When you keep rotating me, yes, I'm fresh, but I'm like, I, I, I'm not really kind of getting a feel for it. But when you're in the game, you get a great feel for it. You kind of have tendencies. So we're seeing more of these guys stay on the field, and I love every bit of it. This is great. That's awesome. Now, here's, the, here's one that, that stood out to me, and I, and I got to talk about it, right? The cornerback spot. And that was I, I was, I didn't want to say it was ugly because we came up with three interceptions. However, I do have my, my concerns with the defensive backfield. You guys have heard me say that. Trey White is just not the same. He's, he had that great interception. You got to give it to him. So I'm hoping that it gets his mojo back. Maybe that's the one play that happens that gets his mojo back. But when you see guys like Dane Jackson, Dane Jackson had 39 snaps for 57% of the play. Kyrie Elam was 10 snaps below Dane Jackson at 43%. So these two boys right now are pretty much splitting time. In comes Benson. Benson is now going to be, you know what I'm saying? He's, he's healthy now, so they're going to now implement him. He's more of a zone type of corner. So how they're going to play this out is going to be interesting because we're going up against Tyreek Hill that can stretch the field and is danger. This guy is straight danger. You got Waddle. You let him get going. He could be dangerous. He will be dangerous. So, like, we're going to need every bit of these guys to, to step their game up and be alert. And be alert. So, we'll see. These snap counts matter, man. These snap counts matter. So, we'll, it, it kind of gives you a, 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 a path into the mind of where they see these players. And, sh- and shout out to Sal Capaccio that, that, uh, that posts these uh, every week. To tell you, all right, man, here's how many these plays these guys played. They had 100% of this, and, and, and it goes from there. Thank goodness we didn't see Saran Neal too much on the field because had we continued that game against the Bengals, woo, that would have been bad. And we just can't have that. We can't have that. So uh, we'll see how it plays out. We'll see how that plays out. So we'll see. Uh, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna see the, the, the uh, expectations, how they roll. But right now, I love the fact that they got Greg Rousseau sitting on the field, Daquan Jones on the field more often. You got to keep your dogs on the field. And if they're performing, you keep them there. Because when we get into the playoffs, don't be, don't be rotating shit that don't need to be rotated. Leave that in there. Leave that in there. It's like taking out a light bulb. The light bulb still works, but it's not as bright. You want to you put, a, a, put another light bulb in that's not as bright. Yo, keep the light bulb that's bright and leave it there so I can see shit. I don't want to burn it out too much. Man, get out of here, man. That's an LED light. We got, we got LED linemen on this damn team. Let them stay out there. They're good. They're going to shine bright no matter what. Let them stay out there. But anyway, I digress. I got to go to Super Chat real quick to my guy, James. What's up, James? James comes in and says, yo, hope your lobster traps were, were full today, Rico. Get out of here with that lobster. I don't do lobster. Lobster is gross, man. That's the cockroach of the sea. I will not. Listen, these people out here in Nova Scotia, they have this thing about lobster and how great it is. And, like, lobster is gross. It's hard. Hard work to try to crack this and open that and all that stuff and expensive shit. No, thank you. I ain't going to put some no damn traps out there. <laughs> um, but if you're McDermott, which receivers are you starting for this next game? I'm going to keep it the same, really. I'm going to keep it the same for the, for the fact that my quarterback has chemistry with these guys. Right? So Gabe and, and Davis, Gabe Davis and, and Stefan Diggs, they're going to be a staple. Um, I I love to I would love to see what they plan on doing with Cole Beasley. I'd love to see that because Cole Beasley, 
can be a very big integral part with this team. So what's their, what's their, what's your shake? What's your take on this? I don't know. I really don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see what route McDermott decides to take this upcoming game, right? Every team is different. You know what I'm saying? The Dolphins don't, defensively, they don't scare me. Chubb, listen, there was a stat I saw there. Uh, they brought in Bradley Chubb. Bradley Chubb is like ranked 82nd uh, out of all defensive linemen. Javon Holland is a very good, very good safety. Um, he was ranked, I mean, below, not below, but he was ranked low. Xavier Howard, out of all the cor- the cornerbacks, he was ranked like 80. It, it, they're a good, they're a decent defense, but not defense where I'm I'm shook. I mean, they're on a five game win. They're on a they're on a wait. still they're thinking like six game losing streak for a reason. They've got some inconsistencies on defense, so we're definitely going to exploit those things. Who we put out there, we're going to put out the guys that make plays. And that will stretch and stretch that defense and make make them uncomfortable. So our, our big dogs are Diggs and Davis, and uh, obviously Dawson Knox is, is coming into his own as well. So yeah, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be fun to see how we implement uh, the receiving room. By the way, MOS, uh, we saw yeah, wait, I, I read that comment before. Sorry, I just want to make sure that uh, I didn't miss any super chats as we go. Um, so here's the deal, folks. Um, before we we get out of here and end this show, um, did you see the contract? that Roquan Smith, I believe it's Roquan Smith, got for the freaking Ravens. This boy secured the bag. $100 million contract, $60 million guaranteed. Ever since he showed up on that Ravens defense, they've only improved. They were, they were middle of the pack defensively, and they're up to top 10 top 10 status because of the addition of this one person and he got the bag so my question to you folks where do we <laughs> where do we see Tremaine Edmonds do we still value Tremaine Edmonds like we we you know what I'm saying like we did because i thought when it comes time to it we're going to pay him in the in the ballpark of Matt Milano. Yeah, I mean, 14 mil, give or take. Fam. Roquan getting 20 mil a year. He's the first off-ball linebacker, outside linebacker, to get that type of that type of money. Fam. 20 mil a year. Are you ready to pay Tremaine Edmonds 20 million dollars a year? Honestly. How you guys feel about that? Roquan Smith. Let me see if I can get his contract up. The freaking Ravens agree in principle with all pro linebacker Roquan Smith, now the highest paid at his position in the NFL history with a five-year, $100 million deal. You guys already know $100 million is not is not guaranteed. But what is guaranteed is $60 million. So $45 million fully guaranteed and $60 in total guarantees. The first off-ball linebacker to get $20 million per year, Roquan represented himself he pulled the whole you know saying the whole lamar jackson no 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 ain't eight no agent is getting a piece of my pie bobby wagner he took the bobby wagner route 20 million dollars a year are you ready to pay tremaine Edmonds 20 million dollars a year pay him or let him walk which is it because if you take if you take uh, tremaine Edmonds out of our defense 
you guys have already seen what he can do for this defense. You've seen the year he's having. He's having a great year. Obviously, he knows he's in a contract year. But my goodness, $20 million is a lot. Are you guys in on paying him $20 million a year? If you guys are in on paying him $20 million a year, then say, F it, screw it, do it, give me the thumbs up. If you're like, yo, let him walk, find that little, find that little bonum that's walking and let him go. I'm telling you, folks, that's a lot of money. And that's, that's some money that we can put towards a cornerback. That's some money we can put towards, you know what I'm saying? Uh, the line, the old line, who do we want to get? Like in free agency, getting another receiver. Talk to me. Are you guys in on that? Or do you keep the group together? Do you keep the core together? Sometimes you're just going to have to do it. Do you pay? And we talked about this. Who do you pay? Edmonds? Poyer? Because those, those are the two guys that we were like, oh, what are we going to do? Like, we, Who do we pay when, if we have to make a decision? Well, here it is. I'm not saying that he's going to request the same amount that Roquan Smith did, but he's got the accolades to say, well, Guys, ever since I've been in this league, I've been a pro bowler. Ever since I've been in this league, I've had over 100 tackles. You know what I'm saying? Only this year, I didn't have over 100. I was just shy of 100 tackles. But come on now. Are you with? Talk to me. And if, if you guys feel that, yo, man, he's worth every penny, give him that 20 mil, then all right. Talk to me now. But my goodness, man, we're going to have two linebackers. If we do pay, we're going to have two linebackers over $14 million. That's a lot of money tied into the linebacker room. Are you ready for that? That is the question because we're going to have to make a decision. And I'm tired. I'm sorry, but we drafted, we drafted a linebacker that is just not, just not on the, on the level of Tremaine Edmonds. So Milano is going to be the guy. And we talk about Milano. Milano is, I mean, he got snubbed this year. He, she should have been a pro bowler. So now the real question is, Oliver, do you pay Oliver? Do you pay Poyer? Or do you pay Edmonds? Maybe two of those guys are going to get paid. Maybe they keep Oliver and they keep Poyer. And Edmonds walks. Ooh. And he's only, he's only, he's still young. He's 23? 24? He's like 24? He thinks he's 24 years old. What you going to do with Edmonds, baby? Because <laughs> that's a big one. That's a big one. He's only 24 years old. Boy, was born in 1998. Golly, that's craziness. So what you going to do? Pay him or let him walk? Mm, 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 mm. Pedro says, yo, Edmonds and Milano over Hyde and Poyer. Damn. You want to get rid of both your safeties? Yo, Pedro tripping. Yo, Pedro, what you smoking, bro? What are you smoking? Did you not see the back end right now? <laughs> Our back end is not great right now. We got some young bucks. We got a guy coming back off of ACL injury. And we have a, 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 a bummed Poyer with a knee that's bad. And he's got an elbow that's bad. And he's looking to get his contract. And then you have Hamlin that's out. And you want to get rid of both Hyde and Poyer and bring in two linebackers? We got to have some balance here, folks. We need some balance. And this is the beauty of this league. You're going to have to make some tough decisions, tough financial decisions. And this is where I do not envy to be in the position of Brandon B. 
because he's got to make some tough, tough decisions. But I trust him. We always say we trust Brandon Bean. Well, Brandon Bean is going to have a tough decision to make when it comes to our guy, Mr. Edmonds. Now, let me, let me tie this Bills in a bow, this Bills situation in a bow. We got Dolphins coming up. We ended our, our, uh, our regular season on a high note. We won the AFC East division yet again. Three-time champs. Put your threes up. Bang, bang, bang. You guys know what it is. Our guy Hamlin is on the road to recovery. God bless him. And we're headed to the playoffs. This is where we, you know what I'm saying, we've got to, we got to die. We got to dig in. There's no going back now. We got to take care. And here's the thing. Here's the deal. We take care of the Dolphins, which we should. Then we're on to the Bengals because the Bengals probably most likely will beat the Ravens if they trot out the same quarterback they trotted out last week. And then we face the Bengals, how it's supposed to be done. And then we'll find out where we truly stand. We got to take care of one game at a time. One game at a time. Now, as for the Dolphins, I don't want to get too much into the Dolphins chat because obviously we're going to get into it on Friday. And I'm going to see if I can bring my man Kevin and, uh, and my, I, my man Jonah. I'm going to see if I can hit those boys up and tell them to come through and, and, and let's, let's chop it up because uh, it's, it's a big game for them. They're just, like I said, they're just happy to be here. And Kevin is he's very much uh, he's very much a a realist. He will say, "Man, we're gonna get spanked, but it's just good for us. I mean, good good experience for these guys." And uh, I don't know what Kevin's gonna say because <laughs> Kevin, you never know what what Kevin's gonna say, man. Kevin is just uh, he's unpredictable. He's predictable but unpredictable at the same at, unpredictable at the same time. But anyway, we have the Dolphins. We got to take care of the Dolphins one game at a time, and then uh, we get to it. I want to be able. I want to be able to say that we're going to smash, which I think we will, um, and we'll have we'll have a, a level of focus like never before, and the team is playing inspired ball. And I'll tell you right now, if Hamlin comes out onto the field on Sunday to lead the charge and run with that thing. I feel bad for the I feel bad for the Dolphins because those boys are going to be elated. They're going to be, and if he stays on the sideline, yo, they're going to be playing for that boy. So it's 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 going to be very difficult for the Dolphins to overcome that. So we'll see, we'll see how that plays out. But folks, I hope you guys enjoyed the show. Um, I wanted to get into you know what I mean the coaching fires and all that stuff, but we'll wait till Friday show because I got some things to say. I I can't stand the Texans. Texans piss me off trotting out these black coaches and, and just and discarding them like they're junk. You gave these coaches a junk team to start with. And you're just going to discard them. And then you're going to go for a white coach that you give them four years. You're going to give them four years. I'm giving you four years to fix this mess, man. These Texans, bro. They gave Cliff Kingsbury four years, three years and an extension. And this guy was a bona fide bum in college. And you gave him a contract to come to Arizona. And you gave him all, you gave him, you gave him the time. And he still didn't do anything with these Cardinals. And you finally, you finally let him go. But you gave him a shot. You gave him a shot. Lovey comes in 
after one year. And Lovey, good for Lovey. Lovey's like, F you guys. I know you're not going to bring me back. And you want me to secure the number one seed for you guys? Go F yourself. <laughs> that's that's pettiness. I like it. That's pettiness. But I get sick and tired of these damn owners and these GMs getting these, these black coaches and, and, and giving it, give, making it seem like you're giving them a chance. You're not giving them a chance for shit. When you, you trot out Davis Mills, Davis Mills is your quarterback and you want me to do something with that? Who the hell are my receivers? Brandon Cooks? And he's not a scrub. Nico Collins? We drafted Michi, but Michi couldn't play. You, you, you're Defensively, you bring me Jerry Hughes, an aging Jerry Hughes. Mario Addison? What the hell you want me to do with that? You want me to make the playoffs with that? Man, knock it off. David Culley did better with the, with the team that he had last year. These boys were playing for David Culley. See, I wanted to save this for last week. I'm going to get into it now. You put David Culley in there. These boys are playing for him. Sorry, David Culley, you're out. What? And you wanted to bring Josh McCown, an assistant high school coach, volunteer basis to, to lead your organization? I bet you would have rolled the damn carpet out for him until people started calling your asses out. These freaking Texans, man. It, but it's a good thing. I can't say it's just a Texans because the, at least the Dallas Cowboys have had a black coach. At least they have had a black. It's, it's something, at least in the state of Texas, at least the Dallas Cowboys have. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Dallas has never had a black coach either. Anyway. <laughs> oh, man. So if these, I mean, listen, man. If you, let me put it this way, man. If these coaches are going to take this job, they're clearly taking it for the bag. If you trot your ass out there, you're a black head coach, and you want your opportunity, clearly you're going for the bag because you know they're, they're, they don't, they're not going to give you that, that time to really turn this, this thing around. Cully got his bag. He got a lot of money, I'm sure. I'm sure Lovey Smith got a lot of money for that too. So I'm sure it was for the bag. But man, it's just it's disappointing when you have 32, 32 head coaches, 32 opportunities to be a head coach. And right now, the only the only black head coach right now, stable, is Mike Tomlin. Wilkes should be returning to be the head coach for the Panthers, but you know they ain't gonna do that. They're gonna look for someone else. I'm trying to think of another black head coach out here. None. I think it's just Tomlin. Oh boy. Anyway. I'm going to leave it at that. So, folks, that's it for me. I'm going to wrap this up. I got work. I got to go in and do the night shift. Shout out to the night shift workers. You guys know what it is, gang, gang. Um, yo, you're making it a black and white thing. You motherfucking right I'm making it a black and white thing. It's clear and evident. What more do you need to see, buddy or budsry? What more do you need to see? It's clear and in your face. I'm not even going to, I'm not even, I'm not even going to attempt to even explain that shit to you because it's right in your face. It's right in your face. Anyway, I'm going to let, I'm going to let that be. It's on to the Dolphins. We're going to squish the fish. That's how it's supposed to be. We did it. We let, we let one game slip last year. We let one game split, slip last year against the Patriots in a windy, gusty game. And then we came back in and handled business. It's not going to be any different. It's not going to be any different with the Dolphins. We're going to handle it. We're going to cut that sushi up real good. I'm not even a sushi guy. Man, fuck all the sushi. We're just going to be a fish fry, baby. It's going to be a fish fry. You get that, get that grease nice and hot, and we're going to fish fry that shit. Let's go. 
I'm saying, and, and maybe we'll have some 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 wings on, on the side, but we're gonna keep it at that. We're gonna keep it at that. So, folks, you guys have a great night. Have a great week. Tomorrow is gonna be my man Rev, and I'm back at it again on Friday. And then we have this is one and done, folks. This is it. This playoffs. This is one and done. One and done. So, let's handle business, man. Let's go on. Let's go on our run. We're not gonna be one and done. We're gonna go for a run. Let's go on our run. You know what I'm saying? We're on a seven game win streak right now. Let's keep it going. Let's make that 11. Let's get to 11. You guys already know what it is, man. So, folks, enjoy your week. Let's get ready to ramp up for this, this big game. And uh, shout out to uh, the, the Finns fans that are out there. Shout out to the Dolphins content creators. Talk about everything you need to. Talk about everything you need to. How are the Dolphins going to win this game? And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you guys your way i mean there's only one way you guys can beat us you a have to trot out to it you have to that's your opportunity to win this game you got to get him out there and find ways to get tyreek the ball any way shape or form get him the ball find it do it you're gonna have to that's your way you ain't gonna you're not gonna you're not gonna beat us through running the football you're not going to run for 250 yards on us. It's, I just can't see it happening. You're going to have to throw the football. You're going to have to. Because right now, our weaknesses is on, is on the corners. That's, that's where you got to go. You got to go there. Problem is, you got Greg Rousseau coming after your ass. You know what I'm saying? You got Ed Oliver coming after your ass. You got my Milano. And I know Tua's kind of shook. Where the F is 58? Oh, there he is. There he is. You know what I'm saying? These guys are barreling down. And... We are motivated as ever. It's you're, you're in a tough you're in a tough spot. The Patriots were in a tough spot. They played probably the best game of their of their season against us, and it just wasn't it wasn't enough. So, good luck. <laughs> good luck. We'll see you guys on Sunday, folks. Have yourself a great night. Catch you on the flip side. My black ass is gonna be late. Can't do that. Can't be the uh, the, uh, the 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 only black man that's that's late for work. Can't we do that, man? Can't do it. You gotta be on time. So, folks, enjoy yourself. You got to get out of here. Bills should be able to take care of them. But it's any given Sunday. Anything can happen. So, Finn's Mafia, good luck. Good luck. We'll catch you guys, man. It's your boy. Catch you guys on the flip side. You guys know what it is, man. Listen, before I get out of here, man. Doesn't take much to just call someone, say what's up, say how you doing, miss you. At a word, any words of encouragement, people need that stuff. All right, do it. You just never know. Life is too short for that. So, catch you on the flip side, folks. Peace.
BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. From issuance, please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.